listening to KBOO Portland. KBOO Community Radio holds open meetings concerning the operations and programming of KBOO in accordance with the requirements of the Communications Act of 1934 and certification requirements of the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Information about KBOO Community Radio's open meeting policy is available on our website at kboo.fm. Due to the temporary closures of in-station activity at KBOO, meetings will be conducted online via public video conferencing unless otherwise noted. A public link and phone number to attend the meetings are available on our website. The Program Advisory Committee meets on the second Tuesday of the month at 6 p.m. Please visit our website at kboo.fm to verify if a meeting is being held. Stage and studio. I usually tell you that you're listening to a composition by Portland musician and composer David Ornette Cherry, and that you can find his music at davidornettecherry.com. But this is a new work, a new piece from his upcoming CD. And I'm so excited that we're actually going to get to talk to the pianist and composer himself, David Ornette Cherry. I featured his music for several years on stage and studio, and he was heard around the country in my new documentary called Crossing East Relations, which debuted here on KBU, by the way, and you can still catch it online. But today, we're going to visit with the veteran musician, David Ornette Cherry, and find out more about him and more about his organic roots to music. So stay with us. This is Stage and Studio. Wow, I really like that piece. I'm Dee Mae Roberts. With me in the KBU studios, David Ornette Cherry. Welcome back, David. It's yeah. been a while. Yeah, it's been. It's well, good to see you. for you, but for me, I hear you, your music all the time, you know? At least every few weeks, I'm going, this is David Ornette Cherry. So, you know, this you brought in a new piece. What is that? I have I had not even heard it. You surprised me this morning, you yeah, know? Yes, so, because um, this piece, um, I did it in Stockholm with my brother, Eagle Eye Cherry. And we did it for a dedication to my father, and oh. we was talking about that. So I have a little tears because I think about that. But it's such but a joyous piece that no, that it, was good. Yeah, and um, we had some fun with it. And um, so the new record is going to be oh, it's so that was a live performance then. No, that's no? going to you. You got the debut. It's not out. Oh, wow. I gave it to he you. Gave, this is the first time anybody's heard it besides yes, you. Yes, oh wow! Yes. Thank it's you for so you. much. Eagle mm-hmm. Eye is your brother. What an interesting yeah. name. Yeah. So, so much history here. Thank you for playing this piece dedicated to your father. It was yeah. so joyous. Yeah, you know, um, yes. I mean, when I think about it, because I just put out uh, a celebration of his music with um, my sister Jan, Cherry plays violin, and her daughter, um, Cobra Red, who um, did some um, one of my father's tunes with my band from L.A., so we just put that out, and uh, we did it at the L.A. Central Library, if you've been in L.A., uh, with Louise Steinman, and beautiful um, video that we're going to get into the L.A. Libraries, and it's kind of a teaching piece because my dad, he talks about four, five minutes with um, kind of like a slideshow, black and white, from Watts. 
So, because we grew up in yeah, the same yeah, way. I want to get into some of that history, but um, I, I want to talk about your okay. First off, your dad. Mm-hmm. What's your earliest memory of Don Cherry? Um, subliminally, um, going into a loft, I must have been about two or three years old, and they was going to go and rehearse with Arnett Coleman in New York City because we went to New York when I was very young. So uh, that's why I remember this music. And, you know, like I said, it was so, um, it was something that was, that I grew up with, my mom said. Um, so um, the avant-garde and that music was um, normal for me. You know, I had to go back and listen to other jazz and say, oh, what is this? And that was kind of out there, but the avant-garde or the free jazz movement was very normal. And of course, you your middle name is named after Ornette yes, Coleman. Yes, they, dedicated. Uh, uh, my parents, my mom's um, Philan, and uh, was I think that was kind of amazing that they did honor him with my name, but then also they didn't know I was going to be a musician, so I never used it. How could you not? Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> I didn't because it's, it's interesting because when I was putting out my first solo record I was looking at David Cherry's and it was so many David Cherry's but ah. it wasn't I never then I used that Arnett let me check that out and it was not a David Arnett Cherry right right so you know so oh, wow. but um, the memories of his music was very strong especially the complete complete communion which we do it on the celebration of the album and uh it was I mean I was had to be about seven six years old when you met ornette coleman or no no, no that was when, when, you when were two i heard or three. really yeah. heard the complete communion yeah. of my dad with oh. um with gato balieri and them but then it was the same time during the watts rebellion when you talked about In which the I, you know i lived on 115th street in avalon and the watts rebellion started on 116th in avalon so i seen it happen when it exploded what, what did you see well, uh, everybody said, oh, the police was over here with the highway patrol and everybody, all the kids went. And then all of a sudden, I, it's hard to explain. Especially through a child's eyes. Yeah, I mean, know? I would have to be seven years old. So it's hard to explain to see something that explodes. But we've seen it in everybody, you know, all the parents and stuff, get the kids inside because mm-hmm. it's gone. Mm-hmm. So, you know. The so, whole community just. Yeah, it yeah, just exploded, yeah. really. And then. The, but the weirdest thing was um, when the tanks rolled in. You know, a lot of people don't know that um, the National Guard and the tanks rolled in, and then that was really serious. But uh, the artists came together, like Horace Tapscott. He, um, they kept the music going for nonstop during the whole thing. But um, when you talked about the Rodney King thing, I don't. My dad was in town. We just did a session mm. with the, one of the Watts prophets. So we at his house, and everybody's going to split up and go where they were going to go. But he lived right where the guy, they pulled him out of the truck. Oh, Reginald Denny? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. right there. Uh-huh. And we looked at the TV, and he, we looked at the TV and saw it and said, that's right around the corner. So I said, how do I be seeing both rebellions wow. being that close? Yeah. You know, um, But it was very powerful. But I, you know, I benefited with the I benefited with the um, with the Watts first Watts Rebellion because then they started putting um, African American 
history in school, and you know we. So there were some minimal changes like that. Yeah, and yeah, then the some Black changes. Panthers was around, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So much history there, and you know, I, w- I want to get back to your dad and your musical roots, and also just it sounds like your whole family has musical roots. Yes, yes, we all. Um, he was a great teacher. He didn't force us, but we was listeners. So um, each person he nurtured that like when you look at eagle eye he's like an alternative rock blues cat and he's doing some different things now what i'm not going to talk about it till it comes out <laughs> and then nana she was like a poet and uh kind of like a rap english artist but a poet and then my older sister which was brilliant playing violin she's like two years older and she plays violin and sings and she's on a couple of my records i'll send you that okay but um but she's brilliant and then my even my younger brother christian which is danish he uh, does hip-hop and but he's really a, a weatherman wow so well so you brought in another piece which i didn't hear you're keeping mm-hmm. me on my toes i think mm-hmm. but but this one is um would you tell me about it because this is dedicated to your father as well isn't yes, it yes, yeah yes. Um, it's one of his tunes that he did with um the cordona with nana vasconcelos uh calling wolcott and don that was one of my favorite bands i think it's my favorite band yeah so uh, and so this is featuring from the live performance at the L.A. Library, Central Library in 2013. Um, my sister Jan singing and uh, Steve Smith, he was the trumpet player and got Husto Amalio. Okay. Uh, and a lot of musicians on there. And um, But it's talking about the railroad train. The railroad train. And I, I thought this would be a good thing because in Portland, Oh, the, yeah. the railroad train is very important because we get stopped by the railroad train. So That's I thought right. it would be That's like, right. but it goes clicking. And it's clicking. sort of the history of the the you know Western expansion too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I want I, I want to remind listeners you're listening to Stage and Studio. I'm Dima Roberts with my guest David Ornette Cherry, longtime Portland musician who you know I I just adore here, and you can hear his. Um, keep track of them at davidornettcherry.com. And if you missed any of this interview, you can also go back to kboo.fm slash studio or stageandstudio.com. Let's hear Clicky Clacky. Is this yeah. the new piece? Yeah. yeah. So you can hear the railroad beat here. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Who's singing there? My sister Jan. Thank you down the line. <laughs> this is really a departure from some of your other music. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is my dad's stuff, so he's, yeah. he takes you into another realm. So ah. I'm honored to, to play his music. You yeah. Know? So you're kind of remastering it for your own CD then? Yes, yes. Ah. Uh-huh, yeah. Got a bit of history here. Yeah, you know, so... But it's a fun piece. Uh, it's a good live piece, and I'm playing. The, um, well, I let my sister say something. The railroad track. The railroad track. 
because we grew up right by the watchtowers and there's the railroad train, you know, the red line. So there's some history there. Yeah. Yeah, we can't turn it up any louder, but you know, but you're yeah. getting a real sense of it here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with my dad, you know, um, he when I studied with him and get, finally got into the music, and that's a whole long story. I'm not going to get into it. But the interesting thing mm-hmm. is that he introduced me to the organic music because he was into that during that. Yeah, period. How, how do you define that? Um, just music that happens naturally, um, improv music, but it had the world music sense. So, um, you would, he was playing the Doos and Goonie, which is the hunter's guitar. The hunter's guitar is, um, Doozan means hunter, Goonie means guitar from Mali, from Bamako. And yeah, yeah. So see, you know about that, the Doos and Goonie. And so... And then you, and then all of a sudden you would have that with a beer and bow from Brazil, and then some tablers and or flutes and trumpet and and talking drum or so the, it, everything was natural or gamelan with something. Mm-hmm. So that's well, you always involve a lot of instruments too, yes, what yes. you're doing. So yeah. so much of your process though is to do Im- improvisation and just see where it goes and yes. and record uh-huh. that. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. and it's a natural. Progression. You just give the people the map, the musicians, and you got great musicians. You just give them the map, and then let it go, and then let them, uh, and then it becomes magical if you can do it. You know. Well, um, I I actually want to skip ahead. I had planned to play another track, but I actually wanted to talk to you about this piece, Alice Coltrane, mm-hmm. and um, to ask you what the inspiration was for that. Because here's another great name, Coltrane. Yes. You know, oh, yes. and Alice Coltrane was a you know a, a great woman in her own right. Yes. You know, uh-huh. so so let's let's hear that piece. piece in your in your music well you have to understand we go back to my dad in the in the 60s um his first recording of being a solo artist was with john coltrane the avant-garde which was his record but they didn't put it out and they didn't put it out to later to he passed away but it was really my dad's record but it comes out like coltrane but in that diff- period, um, you know, I got to meet her, and then I followed her music, and she's a great harp player. So I got me a harp lately, and then I 
in probably about 2005 or so. And, and I just liked her piano playing because Coltrane and they brought in that um, Asian, Indian. There's a lot of yeah, world um, yeah, music yeah, in, there. in this piece. Yeah, and, um, and she, if you listen to her music, um, she was really into those influences and the meditation of it and the spirituality and the consciousness in the music. So, um, you know, lately I've been, each record been putting something out on somebody who influenced me. And so she was one, you know. Wow. Piano player. And my mom was a great piano player too, but she didn't do it professionally. But they kind of remind me of each other because they get on the piano and they just go, you know. And we need to honor the women um, because in the music, they um, like Mary Lou Williams, the beboppers way back, they was like, you know, going to her house, Charlie Parker and <laughs> Dizzy, hanging with her. So the music really came out yeah. of the woman. You know? They often get overlooked, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I no, think so. no, no news there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, I have to mention that um, out there in Portland, land in the world, you know, that there's some powerful women who play. And then I, when I play with the women, because I have sisters, but yeah, but I don't look at them as women. I look at them that we're gonna they artists and let's do this music. Of course, they're musicians yeah, like yeah, you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they're yeah. just as powerful. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, there's another piece I want to play called Barry B E R I. Let's hear that. Mm-hmm. This is a more upbeat yeah. piece. I really like it, but I can hear a lot of influences from around the world in some of yeah. your work too. Yeah. So you don't like say. This is me. I play the piano, and this is what I do. You yeah. really experiment. Yeah, yeah, I do, and, and with electronics sometimes. But I try to, I don't try. I work on, um, if I'm going to do this music, I'm going to, it's for live, you know. I want to make sure I can do it live. So if I can get me a beer and bow player or something, then I'll say, okay, I can do this. But um, this is a, a very important piece because it. Uh, almost like a tribute to Nana Vasconcelos, which was the the master of the beer and bow. Oh, it's beery. 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 And what is that? Beer and bow. What is something. that? It's like almost like a bow and arrow, and they, oh, you know, you've seen it before. Yes, yes, I have. I didn't with know the, the name. Yeah, with the stick and the, and the rock on it, oh, and it's like two tones. Okay. And, and you, so you, are you playing this, or somebody I, else is playing no, this? No, I did, um, you know, the electronic version. Ah, so you know, the, I can. Uh, it's an influence. <laughs> yeah, okay. influence, you know. Um, electronics has let me do those kind of things now, so. Because it's hard to find the players. And right, right. But it's fun to, to experiment, yeah, you know, it, yeah, um, and, and see where that takes you. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I also love how you play the piano. Yeah. So I want I want to actually uh, skip ahead. I'm Dime Roberts, stage and studio. We're talking with musician and composer David Ornette Cherry. And uh, you can find him at davidornettecherry.com. I want to hear another piece that focuses on your piano work, and this mm-hmm. is called Chord. So of course there's a strong chord at the very beginning. Yes. Uh, but what's what's the uh, inspiration for this one? Um, really soundtrack thinking of images, and you know I work with uh, Susan Banyas with the Hillsboro, and I want to get more into film music. 
and um and even like when with your documentary you know i just want to look at images you know and so that's what i when i go to these things i just kind of it just comes out of me because that's where i am too i'm i'm a classical musician but you know but i like that 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 energy of um how you say it the emotional part of my life you know it is a very emotional yeah piece. yeah it's very is because it makes me think of my mother i'm gonna say again because she was a piano player and she passed away so it was coming out of a grieving process you know it's it's beautiful that you 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 know you you pay tribute to your parents you yeah, know through your yeah. art yeah I, I mean yeah because um i wouldn't be here what without uh, a lot of um, people, they want to say, well, I did it on my own. My, my parents, I want to get away from that. But I can't hide from that. Yeah, we're standing the on their shoulders, right? Yeah, you, you know, know, I just yeah. run with that. But um, it's it's going to be on the new record. Yeah. You know, so yeah. um, it's, it's, it's a, a beautiful it. piece, yeah. and it is very emotional. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I like about it. Yeah. You know, you first moved to Portland because um, you heard it was a vibrant jazz scene. Yes. Uh-huh. Has it changed? How long ago was that, by the way? It's like um, 2007, okay. I think I moved right. here. So, so about 10 years 10 ago. Years, yeah. So has it changed a lot for you? Um, has well, the scene changed? I came in with, <laughs> with this high energy and... And a lot of people, you know, it was already established. So I, I just kind of got left the scene and started my own stuff I, yeah. I needed because of the jazz scene. I, I couldn't really see where I fit in. Capu helped me mm. because I used to do live stuff here. Mm-hmm. But um, then I decided to just do my own thing, which I'm doing now. Is I now do my radio show called the Organic Nation Listening Club on Saturday mornings at 7. Are you doing that here? Yeah, I do it on Blog Talk Radio. Oh, okay. I do. Mm-hmm. We should move it on here. Yeah, yeah, I we hope We should move so. it to Kabu. Yeah. So The Organic Roots from um, LACMA in Los Angeles um, with, the, with the band, but plus in 2013, but I added with that CD um, from... The Impressions of Energy, which was from Vienna in 2001. And then I just put out another live one, like I said, celebration of my dad's music. People can go to davidarnettcherry.com yes. and then find out where to, to get the CD or, yeah, or to download. Or go to yeah. my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. But basically, I don't print out um, anything anymore. I just download you can just yeah so it's all downloads and you know the usual suspects like itunes and and cd baby and yeah yeah. okay that's because um it's hard to do that but i brought you a present (gasps) what are you gonna give it it to you later but i I I want it now okay i'll wait i'll wait no (laughs) did you bring me a cd then no it's the lp I don't. Pl- How do we play those anymore? You know, it's just maybe it's just the artwork <laughs> on it that you can just like put well, it. Well, I think Kabu does have a turntable, so yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Well, David Ornette, Jerry, it's always a pleasure to talk oh, with yeah, you. Always, fun. and always a pleasure to hear your music and play your music. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. so please keep us posted. I mm-hmm. will let people know as soon mm-hmm. as you know it's out and everything. Yes. Yeah. You you can be assured of that. Okay. Well, I'm excited, and I still think Portland is a great. Uh, artist place it's an up and comer 
been. I'm I'm happy to be here, and I have met some brilliant artists here. Well, you're very people. well respected, you know. Um, we're going to go out with another piece of yours, David Burnett Cherry, and this one is called Stillness, and let's hear it. Jerry, thank you for being here today. Well, just hanging with you, and I'm honored and honored just to work with the crew and the engineer. Well, thank you to Tave Fache Drake. has been awesome during this. I'll have the show online later today at Mm -hmm. stageandstudio.org, as well as the podcast on iTunes. Like us on Facebook.com slash stage, the letter N studio. Tweet me at stage, the letter N studio. Till next time, I'm Dee Mae Roberts. More music by David Ornette Cherry at davidornettecherry.com. David has an upcoming show with performing artist and writer Susan Banyas. She will be reading from her book, The Hillsborough Story, with original music performed by David Ornette Cherry. This is happening at West Hills Unitarian Universalist Fellowship on February 9th. First, Susan has a talk at 10.30 a.m. at the Sunday worship service. Susan will talk about the experience of returning to Hillsborough, Ohio, to understand her hometown's history with integration. David Arnett Cherry, who composed music for the Hillsborough story, The Play, and No Strangers Here Today, the two theater works woven into the book. He'll also offer his stories. Then, on the same day, on February 9th at 4 p.m., there's a 50-minute performance on the Sanctuary Stage. Shows are at West Hills Unitarian Universalist Fellowship, located at 8470 Southwest Olson Road in Portland. More info on these events at SusanBanyas.com.
This is Bill McKibben coming at you on KBOO, Portland, Oregon. The following program is a special Encore rebroadcast for these unique pandemic times. Dates, times, and events mentioned in the following program have already occurred and are no longer relevant. Thank you for tuning in to KBOO Portland. Andy this is Art Focus, and I am Aurora Josephson, presenting the second in a series of studio visits during the pandemic. The central questions I have for artists during my studio visit are what are you up to now? What is it that inspires you to make art in the time of COVID-19? And how, if at all, has COVID changed the art-making process for you? I first met Brad Rogers when I lived across the street from he and William Jameson in Sullivan's Gulch in the late 80s. Brad taught me about Lucos lighting and the power of a Palazzetti couch as he ran a furniture store first called Fox Furniture and then Brad's House of Comfort, located in the Northwest Triangle before it was known as the Pearl District. Some of you may remember Brad's portrait made by Mark Bowinkle. If I don't got it, then you don't need it. Brad was formally trained as a photographer at PNCA. And as long as I have known him, one constant is he is always changing, experimenting with new mediums, discarding what doesn't work, and renewing himself again and again. This is reflected in the diverse artistic experiments currently underway in his studio at the Color Factory, where he shared three distinct bodies of works he has been creating during the pandemic. And also, a little something extra. We are live from the Color Factory with Brad Rogers. I'm excited to be here, thank you. You're welcome. Your Thanks. studio is so Welcome tidy. to my studio. It's so tidy. It's just it's so beautiful. tidy. And on the wall... Thank God this is radio because no 